Intertextual Cardboard Experience. Hello, and welcome to Intertextual Cardboard Experience. Uh, this is episode two, and with me today I have uh, Taylor Reiner, uh, most commonly known from Taylor's Trick-Taking Table and all of the work that Taylor's doing in Trick-Taking Game these days, which is a lot. So uh, extremely excited to talk to him today and and yeah, just go with it. So how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm super excited. Yeah. Yeah. So again, uh, obviously we've been in like communication, but the first part of this uh, before we kind of get into, I guess, the, the interview portions is I, I have a trick taking quiz for you. <laughs> no, okay. Gotcha. I'm excited. All right. And, and it's kind of an absurd quiz. All right. <laughs> um, some questions are questions. Some are not. Some have right answers. Some have wrong answers. Oh, man. Uh, some, any answer will work. Okay. Okay. And I also have no like authoritative <laughs> presence over trick taking games. So, but if I get, if I fail the quiz, I have to delete the channel. Right. And just give up everything. Mm -hmm. I have to give card yeah 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 i mean like which would be a really sad day for the <laughs> for the hobby but yeah. no i i do not foresee you you failing okay okay I feel okay good. all right the first the first question i have for you is a it's a bit of a, a softball so i'm going to lob this one in there uh trick or treat <laughs> um um hmm. there is a right answer there is a right answer i'll go to I'll go trick. I'll go trick. All right. You got the right answer there. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, my Halloween skills. My muscle memory kicked in. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now now we're getting again, these these are all over the place. Some of them are like legit, some aren't, but uh number two. So in, in your videos, mm -hmm. you have when you set up the the playthroughs, you always have little little characters and player tokens. Yeah, yeah. Yep. In your opinion, what is your favorite or best player token? Or who's the uh, best gamer? Who's the best trick taker among those tokens? You know, I I have some that are almost like in and of themselves uh, uh, that should be good at, at trick taking. So like one of them is a, a pin because a lot of them are pins. I just started collecting through life. But one of them is like a pin of a ace of spades card and i feel like that is very referential and i feel like that probably would be the best my favorite i was doing a game called 12 chip trick and so i was trying to get chip related things i try to theme my <laughs> my players i guess is what to call them um, i try to theme them and for chips i was struggling to get enough chips even though it's a three-player game <laughs> so I, I had like a wood chip and then like a uh a potato chip and then the the last one i couldn't come up with it so i think i just like broke a potato chip up <laughs> into like chips. and i think that was that was that was my favorite just just the the chip theme the but, chips. yeah but the chips i think one of them was tough and i have them actually right next to me but one of them i had uh i have like a growly fin and arcanine mm -hmm. and what i didn't realize was when you're in the middle of a teach like they're really easy to confuse the two, like conflate the two players. And so as I was editing them, I was calling like Growleaf Arcanine and I would just edit in uh, a Firestone. So in Pokemon, you just evolve to the next Pokemon. So it helped. Yeah. Um, so 
So they've been confusing, especially if I use player pieces to as <laughs> like a player, if that makes sense, because then it just looks like a huge mess on the board. But yeah, I think my favorite was either the crushed potato chip or or growl leaf. We'll go with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then, and then, yeah, we know that kind of like the meta pick that, uh, the, yeah. the, the card pin that works well too, but right. not, all right, that's good. Okay. We're back to kind of, a an odd one and there's, there's a right answer to this and it is trick taking related. So I'm kind of like mm. guiding you in the right direction, but I don't think you'll know it. I'm sorry. Uh, what is the best video game released in 2001? Whoa. The best video game released in 2001. I don't even know if it's the best. It's a good game. People like this game. 2001. I'm trying to put myself in this headspace. So 2001, I was nine years old. Um, I'm trying to even find, <laughs> find a video game in 2001 that I have. <clears throat> so I played... A lot of my PlayStation 1, we had one as a family. And I want to say 98 had like Zelda on N64. Ocarina of Time, is that 98? And then, oh man, 2001. I want to say Tekken 3. (laughs) That'll be my answer. If, if, If Ocarina of Time was 98, so you get some like partial points there. Good guess. Uh, Sorry, what'd you say? Metal Gear Solid 98 as well. Um, let's check out Metal Gear Solid 98 as well. You're, yeah, my you're on. You're on for 98. Let's see what uh, Tekken 3. If Tekken 3 is in the 2000s, you get partial points. Oh, be... Tekken, Tekken 3 is uh, 97. Oh, the, um... The correct answer, because there is a correct answer here, and I said it was trick-taking related, is SSX Tricky. Oh, nice. Oh, my gosh. That would have been so good. I um, I was a, a Cool Borders kid, so I never got into SSX. I missed the boat. Um, I remember Cool Borders. That's, that's taking me back. Yeah, Cool Borders 3 on PS1 was like the vibe. Um, I think but... Cool Cool Borders and and the Jet Moto games on, on yeah. PS1 were something. Yes, Jet Moto. Um, yeah, we would play like the Butterfinger and the Mountain Dew. <laughs> they were they were like branded whatever they're called, Jet Motos. <laughs> I, <don't know> if... <laughs> I remember that as a kid, always wanting to buy Butterfingers at the store because of the Jet Moto games. Yeah, <laughs> the, the branding the branding worked. And admittedly, I didn't play a ton of SSX Tricky either. I've definitely (laughs) played it, but I was just, yeah, it's there. (laughs) Okay, this one actually has nothing to do uh, with trick taking, but I got kind of going back to the player tokens and me genuinely being curious and also not having a ton of watching experience in these films. And hopefully I'm saying it right. What is your favorite Studio Ghibli movie yeah oh man yeah because i use a ton of them for uh player tokens yeah that's such a great point i have behind me i know you can you can see it but those those not seeing uh, i have a lot of totoro uh art on on my wall 
And I think that has to be it. It was one of the first ones I saw. I love the way it handles kind of like a a childhood wonder in in, a, in film. And it, it kind of captures everything I love about studio. I never say if it's, yeah, if it's Ghibli or Ghibli or whatever. But uh, I have a ton of like Totoro pins and they, they do make a, a good appearance or two because also in that movie, there's also the cat bus and there's so many trick-taking games about cats. I think that's one of the bigger themes. And so those show up a ton. So yeah, I'd have to say Totoro. I don't know what, uh, maybe second would be Kiki's Delivery Service. That one's also, that one's also a winner. Yeah, I'm actually thinking back if I could re-answer one of my favorite pins, an earlier question, I went to PAX Unplugged and they let me teach and play Cat in the Box and stuff. And I remember wishing I had some Totoro pins from the cat stuff. But when I was teaching, I was like, oh, I really need player tokens. That's just kind of like a shtick I like to maintain. So I was like digging through my pockets and I had like my car keys as a player token, some chapstick, like the the hotel pass like my key card into my room that was great so I, I, th- that might be my actual answer <laughs> going all the way back going back to the some of your cat ones or the, the impromptu ones the cat ones right yeah yeah okay totally. no that's good yeah i, I was curious because like i said i saw a lot of those player tokens and and kind of part of this i mean it it's a primarily board game focused podcast but i kind of want to explore you know shows movies books and just game other games video games and just kind of like seeing the connections and and i also mm-hmm. want to kind of keep tapping into some of my underexplored uh mediums or even you know genres or in this yeah. case just like publisher producers of certain movies and mm-hmm. and i've i've only watched spirited away oh and that's that's, that's it wonderful. i mean that's obviously wonderful. super good but <laughs> right that's it that's all i saw <laughs> Uh, I feel like that's a really interesting thing, though, because a trick-taking Ghibli game would probably sell so well, you know, just with that wonderful art and kind of imagination to it. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it'll happen. Maybe you can design it. <laughs> yeah, someday. <laughs> I do actually think IP work would be super fun. I, I, I'm i reading the... Are you familiar with, like, Mistborn or, like, Brandon Sanderson novels yeah, definitely familiar and haven't haven't read any but yeah 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 one of my friends uh recommended uh that i read it and in in there there's a bunch of kind of powers based on different types of metals and it feels like oh man this could be a trick-taking game too you know based off the different metals and the different suits and you kind of i think when i'm so ingrained in trick-taking uh, as i am so often i see it like in different mediums as well so that's really fun i feel like that'd be really cool to find the right medium to make another trick digging game like a thematic one with yeah i think oh yeah that, i think that's interesting too because uh, again, i don't okay i like like slash love trick taking games that's one of things that i play a lot of games at like one or two players so trick taking hmm. inherently kind of gets bumped a little bit i think the i mean there are two player trick taking games obviously but that's Definitely. usually not what i that's usually not what I lean towards, I guess, when I'm playing two-player games. But I yeah. got so many. But I, I love watching your channel. I love following trick-taking. And, and it's one of those things that, you know, you know, growing up in, in Wisconsin, where I am, 
uh, people play like Euchre and Sheep's Head and I've been uh, like a Sheep's Head kid for, for a <laughs> while. So when I found out when I got into board games and then, you know, there were trick taking was big. I'm like, yes, this yeah, is great. Right? <laughs> That's the thing. I think it's so interesting that uh, I almost think of trick taking as a, kind of a separate medium, like talking about mediums, the times that I've met people and they found out that I do trick-taking stuff and they're like, what is that? You know, what is, what is trick-taking? And I'll explain kind of usually very popular games like spades, hearts, euchre, sheep's head. And people will be like, Oh, I know. I totally know that I grew up playing that or my grandma taught me that or things like that. And I don't think the word trick-taking is very modern understanding of it, but it's like the games themselves are like invading everywhere. So I feel like it's, it's interesting that, people have usually like most people probably have played a trick taking game in their life, but they just don't know the word for it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and wow, we can probably talk about it later, but it it is cool that it can be so universal and, and it's mm -hmm. neat that you brought up that when you're reading these books or, or just doing other things and you see like trick taking in the other mediums. And I, I think, so I don't know if you've played it or familiar with it, but they came out with a, uh, Oh my goodness! Like, what am I blanking? American Psycho, uh, trick-taking game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that one uh, was was a shock to me, just because the IP itself. I feel like when you do an IP, and maybe this is misguided, but I, I feel like you're trying to sell people who like the IP to buy the game just for the IP. And I didn't know American Psycho had that many <laughs> weird. <laughs> I was gonna say diehard fans. Maybe that's a a pun, but it seems like an interesting IP to, to pull people in, you know, um, the trick taking itself sounded interesting. I haven't, I haven't played it yet, but I, I genuinely think trick taking is such a malleable genre of, of game that I think I wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot more IP, you know, trick takers coming out, but yeah, the American cycle. <laughs> oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. That yeah, I I would just say that no no commentary like I haven't played it can't say much but it it was peculiar to say the least. Totally. No no slighting of it maybe maybe I'll try it and play it sometime. But no, I'm with you. I I watched like the Dice Tower news and I think they were covering how Robo Rally got like a Transformers reskin, and the uh, the comment was like, oh, how would the mechanics kind of work with Transformers? Like, what's because the Robo Rally is all about like confused robots running into each other and stuff. And I was like, oh, well, it's going to sell well because Transformers is such a strong IP. Um, so like the business decision made sense. So like American Psycho is funny to me because I'm like, oh, the mechanics probably will work and it'll probably make sense thematically. But like the IP choices. <laughs> yeah, I. it's a cross section that that hopefully hopefully they hit, they found and were able to sell to. <laughs> That's a diagram, right? <laughs> Very cool. Well, so far you are not failing the quiz, but we have many, many questions to go. Oh man, I'm nervous. That SSX is great. I should have thought about context more. But yeah, yeah, I'm I'm ready. Okay. This one hmm, will be tricky. Uh <laughs> that was actually unintentional. But I say T T R, you say blank. And it's related to board games at the very least. I know. I was going to say Ticket to Ride, but 
No, I'll just keep it. Ticket to Ride. That's a solid. I like TTRs. Ticket to Ride. Just because the the legacy version's out. It's on my mind. Okay. I I when I when I put out that as like a, an acronym TTR, I feel like Ticket to Ride was going to be the answer, but it is actually something that you and many people have said, but it is the trick-taking renaissance. <laughs> yes. Oh no. Why am I, why am I failing? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, you know, I first heard that, I think by Mike Delicio from the Dice Tower as someone who, uh, uh, I think he was seeing a lot of people or maybe it was Chris, but uh, they were seeing a lot of them come into the studio. And I know like the Dice Target sent probably, you know, tons and tons of games. And so they, I think, have such a good barometer of, um, I don't know if it's plays, but also just like the gaming zeitgeist. I know that they have like their own, you know, local store and they have cons where they can see like date or um, counts of checkouts for games and like how technically popular it is at conventions. But I think like they have a really good, ear to the ground or kind of the pulse of uh, which genres are, are hot right now. So when they said something like that, and then I think someone on Rado's channel said something like that, I was like, oh, yeah, I feel like it feels like it. You never know if you're just in such a bubble, though, you know, <laughs> which like I am. <laughs> Trick taking <Yeah>. bubble. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think you're right in that that a lot of these. I mean, honestly, most most channels are talking about trick-taking games or listing some of their favorites or they're they're big so yeah i i had kind of a weird phenomena growing up where i was really into pokemon but it felt like a a thing that like only kids were really into like it wasn't too mainstream um and i would see it places growing up and be like oh no pokemon's actually the good a generally popular thing but i would still be surprised you know it always felt like pokemon was this like personal thing that when i saw it outside in the world i'd be like oh whoa you know this like hidden like secret thing that i know but it's like obviously it's one of the biggest things ever it's like on, <laughs> it's like on planes and like uh, i think it's one of the biggest like franchises ever in terms of like sales but um it always felt personal if i saw someone with like a pokemon shirt i'd be like hey we're like in this club so trick taking feels like that now where when i see like rodney from like watch it play cover like cat in the box i'll be like whoa like we know this like small thing but then i realized like oh bezier has like huge cat in the box signs and like I, it's a huge hit for them and things like that so i, I do <laughs> i it's, it's it feels like that to me where it's like is it huge is it bigger than i expect and i just still have this like underdog mindset or if it is like a, a renaissance for sure i hope it's the latter <laughs> yeah and Probably something we can talk about a little bit more later mm -hmm. once we leave the quiz too. But it is for you very uh, a unique position where you said you, you know, kind of were were maybe in this bubble and then that that bubble has grown. So yeah, totally, totally. That's cool. Uh, speaking of, uh, kind of one of the things that has come with the growth or the the renaissance of trick taking games, uh, we're seeing. Uh, again, I'm not an expert, so that's why it's a quiz for you, so I can be learned as well <laughs> is the the crossover with you know trick taking and you know other types of games like area control or whatever it might be but what is one uh unexplored or kind of untapped genre uh crossover with trick taking that you would like to see mm, that's such a great question i 
I think what's super interesting is trick taking can kind of be as hmm how do I say this as like light or heavy in the game design like a game's design as it as it needs to be so for example like Brian Baru has may follow and it has kind of a looser sense of trick taking than say Tindahan same designer same idea like trick taking area control and it's it's interesting how uh, like 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 other mechanics kind of do that too where in um Lost Ruins of Arnak I think the deck building part of it is a little lighter than Dune Imperium's deck building or how Great Western Trail has like a little bit of deck building but it's a little bit lighter or you don't have to focus on it I guess but what I have seen a lot of has been area control trick taking I don't think I've seen there's like the outlandish things in me because I personally love craziness uh, like I would love to see dexterity trick taking there's some that do that there's one that's kind of like a stacking trick taking one but like crokinole you know would be fun to see I think that's just because that's a kind of a goofball in me but um I have seen some really interesting mechanism mashes that I think make both of them work really well. I think Inside Job was a recent example of like social deduction trick taking that I think people are really, really enjoying. Shamans as well. I <laughs> I don't want um, to, you know, mention it too much, but I'm really into like deck building and trick taking. So that's one of the games that I was making. Um, I've seen some other people try to, uh, uh, or, or they have the games that are um, coming to market as well, which are trick-taking deck building, which is really cool to see. But I feel like that's also a fun space because the idea that like you play trick-taking with, or you get dealt the cards that you play trick-taking with through your own decisions is cool. So you don't really have like the luck of the draw. Something to where the side mechanic that you attach to trick-taking like makes trick-taking really interesting as opposed to like two like water and oil or, or whatever that is you know vinegar <laughs> but yeah i would say dexterity is is my interesting thing like i don't know what the game would be if it was like trick taking and crokinole but you know like the size of the disc is trump or you know something like that something where it'd be really fun to have because catacombs has like a i point it because it's over there <laughs> catacombs has this idea of like harder to flick discs or, or larger you know smaller or smaller one and so something to do with like Trump in that would be cool. I just like uh, Dexterity a lot, so I think it'd be fun to see those two combine. That'd be my wish. <laughs> that's that's funny because when I when I crafted that question and and my brain was spinning and kind of thinking of funny things that I would like to see or you know, outlandish or or what have you was kind of Dexterity. That was like the number one, and <laughs> I think I I don't know. I think you know the thing that would be the balance point would be how how much do you weigh the trick play versus the dexterity element like how how can you get them together but i mean i, mean, I guess that's what dexterity games are in general too so if you know what's, that's what you're getting into right it's i i think i i try to mention that sometimes when i when i cover two mechanisms mixing is you want that fine balance and sometimes players who expect that hook that they hear like oh you know dexterity trick taking and they're too big of 
a lean towards trick taking or too big towards dexterity, I think you're going to disappoint some 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 of those fans if you don't balance it well. I think. Yeah. Well, my my goofy brain has been interested in trying to like throw some things together. So if I ever if I ever put together a dexterity trick taking game, I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'd love to play it. That's a high on my priority list for sure. It'll be it'll be very well produced too. So don't don't worry. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I've got. I've got a few this or that, so we can take as much time on these, but uh, maybe maybe not as in-depth as some of the previous ones. Yeah. All right, so uh, number the next one. Uh, grain of salt or pillar of salt? <laughs> um, I'm going grain of salt. That's a classic. It's just, I think I say that phrase the most for sure. <laughs> I just I feel so bad having any bias. There's such a thing in in me where, especially because trick taking community is is pretty fervent and like um, uh, I still feel like kind of small. So I kind of know a lot of the people who I cover the games of. Um, it's just like is the natural thing. I was talking to a friend about how the uh, board game space feels very communal still like you'll go to a con you'll run into matt leacock and you'll be like hey i like pandemic <laughs> just like one of the hugest games of all time and he'll be like yeah that's awesome like that's i'm so glad you liked it you know like very kind we're like i couldn't imagine walking up to like a movie star or like a director or something right so um getting back to the original grain of salt thing i feel like i a lot of people reach out and they're super nice and they're like hey here's my game or like um, even if it's super published, like Shreesh, who did Aram, is is a pal, and like that game is blown up at Gen Con. So I feel like I always have to say grain of salt so much now, just because I feel like so many designers are nice and they reach out and they're so kind. So yeah, pillar of salt. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Maybe maybe some some game will earn the whole pillar, and it's not just a grain; it's the whole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I was, yeah, I, when it's come, comes to reviews and kind of what you talked about and, and how you do want to give kind of like that, that disclaimer and credit, I think, I think when it, I'm not going to try to review games, that's not kind of the purpose of this is just to talk to people and explore things and, and whatnot, because I don't know, I, I this is what I want to do and it's a little bit different, but I think for people that are aware of, you know, some potential bias and and recognize it and give the the grain of salt and everything like that, it's it's open, it's honest, and and you, you know, kind of reword some of your thoughts based on that. So you're you're doing what you can. Yeah, totally. I, yeah, yeah. It's such a interesting tightrope, and I've talked to people who have done reviews in the past and stopped, and then people who didn't do reviews and are starting you know and they they hit that same um roadblock you know like when you're in, in an industry where if you you know are even mean to someone like you might run into them so that is like another dynamic so it was <laughs> it's a tough one to watch so i always just try to say pillar of salt and then hopefully that is enough <laughs> we'll see yeah in general if i if i were to like talk about specific games i'm i'm probably gonna have to throw in disclaimers because you know if i'm reaching out to you know, designers or publishers or or anybody and talking to them i feel like you have that that kind of built-in 
relationship and it's well i like this game i like this person i hope i hope you like it too yeah no totally all right next this or that uh we have slefka and no trick included or (laughs) card passel and the trick tower oh man um (laughs) yeah um you know it's it's interesting i um efka specifically has been so 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 nice um and i think it's one of those things where sometimes someone who's you know so big in the scene and and so um high up you're you're nervous of ever like talking to them and stuff and efka actually reached out and was so kind and asked to like give a shout out on one of their videos which meant so much and so i uh whenever i see someone like with you know higher up or like a lot of subscribers or whatever like be so community community focused and and kind i feel like that's that's so awesome i think that video specifically i probably have to pick slefka just because that video specifically (laughs) so it's so hard to how do i how do i say this so like every april i try to do you know kind of a month of um similar style to other um video board game people and the dice tower has kind of a formula where they you know have an intro they explain the game they explain how to play and then they have thoughts final thoughts which is actually kind of similar to how i do my videos so that was a little bit easier to do i think more of the gags were dressing up like card passel and um trying to (laughs) edit in the word trick in all of their graphics that was (laughs) that was a fun one to try to do but with uh no pun included they um they have kind of a uh, just such a an interesting format sometimes efka will do like an hour-long video on the idea of like what is i think they're blood on the clock tower you know like social deduction like kind of all the um the like the context around it which is so interesting and then sometimes they'll just have like a you know a 20-minute video on you know blitzkrieg <laughs> or the most recent one on trailblazers just it'll be so many different forms that it was it was really uh, fun but like a little bit more of a, a nuance uh, approach to try to make that video so I, so I like that one more and I'll have to pick that one just because it was so wild and I think at the end I'm kind of just like laying down and just like <laughs> myself being like I don't know what I don't know how to make this video anymore um so that was a really that was a trip I like that one I'll do that one <laughs> that's good yeah that's a good note on no pun included to those those really in-depth video uh, essays and and even even a you know 15 20 minute review is going to get that pack that punch of that all that information and context and really get you as much in as little short of time too for the shorter ones so it kind of blows me away how much um how much like work and effort and, and detail and um how great all their videos are it's something to i think when i was growing up and i had to do like speeches for class i was so nervous to even do like a five minute speech you know <laughs> like a 10 minute speech like that was like so terrifying to me but now you know like videos i think are on average around 20 minutes or 15 minutes just because you know there's, there's so much to cover i feel like but like they have such a good job of like packing densely 15 minute videos that you come away from being like, whoa, <laughs> like I learned a lot. I laughed. I felt <laughs> like 
all these different emotions in that 15 minutes. So yeah, yeah, they do a great job. Yeah. Perfect. So Slefka and no trick included, a, a good answer there. The the final this or that, uh, side table or coffee table? Oh, you know, um, it was funny because when I was doing random videos that didn't really fit with trick taking and I was like, oh, I'll just do like a side channel, just like d dumb stuff. It's called like a side channel. And then I was like, oh, I want to reference coffee table. And I was like, I think that's a thing called side table. It was one of those things where have you ever like just been unsure if that's a phrase at all? All, like the, I, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah like um, I think I was I was forgetting the word. It, it, it was turnover that that pastry, like an apple turnover. And I'm like, is it a turnover? That sounds weird. That doesn't sound like a word. And I was like, I did the same with side table. I was like, side table word. Um, so I kept thinking coffee table. But uh, I did some research and side table are a thing. And so yeah, uh, yeah. So side table is the is the is my is my answer. That was a long way to get there. <laughs> side side tables very very useful. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Perhaps underrated at times. Yeah, I think you I think you get the right answer. I like I like the the side table videos that you've made. And personally, the coffee table for me, that's where I play a lot of my games, so that that's a winner. But that's that's my quiz. That's not your quiz, so. <laughs> true, true, true. I the coffee table is a close second. I like that one a lot. <laughs> Out of two, but yeah. <laughs> hey, tables tables are good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Only only a few more, and then I'll get you your final grade. <laughs> Trick-taking is to board games as blank genre is to film. Oh, that is such a good question. I really like that. Um, it's interesting. I, I personally... This might be a bit of a cop out, but I personally love short films. They're like one of my favorite things um, ever. And so I went to I went to college and it was computer science, but then I did a minor in film. And I took a class on the the kind of like the 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 structuring and kind of the importance of like short film. And how it has like ripple waves on like a lot of um, genres and i know it's not quite a genre it's more of like a format but i feel like trick taking is almost like the short film of the movie industry just because oftentimes it's an idea executed so well and it's not just the idea of you know short films are shorter and trick taking you know games are often playtime wise shorter but i think it's the idea of it's 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 often a very lean design and you cut to the quick really quick, small rules usually, and you get kind of to your point quickly. I personally love to see, like I watch um, the Oscar shorts every year. They'll like compile all of them. And it's one of my favorite things to do because like in one, you know, hour and a half or two hours, you can see a bunch of these different films and go through all this kind of like a roller coaster of emotion. And that's almost what I feel like after like a night of trick taking is like you'll sit down, you'll play like five trick takers, You'll get such wild different feels and and it, it, that's kind of how it feels so i'll go short films kind of a bit of a <laughs> different angle but i think is... I, I think that works so with with that this is not on the quiz uh is there a recent 
short film that you've seen that you want to plug and say, hey, people should watch us? You know, um, that is a great one. I recently saw, I think it's called Ice Climbers from last year's Oscar nominated. And it's it's an animated film or uh, animated short about, uh, <laughs> it's the idea of, it's so tough to to give like a pitch on a short film because you don't want to you know you don't want to ruin it so one sentence could be the whole film but it's the idea of it's like this father and son living up on a mountain and they collect ice and they deliver ice to the town below it's really really cute let me double check if it's called ice climbers what's it called ice 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 merchants okay that is my plug ice merchants ice merchants I will try to keep that tab open and check it out. Yeah, I don't know if it's... Oh, it's on... Is it on YouTube? Maybe. I think it's on YouTube. Yeah. yeah hopefully hopefully it should be there. Not one of those things where it shouldn't be. Oh, yeah, like one of those. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, filmed someone's camera in a movie theater. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my plug. That's a good one. That's great. I'll... Like I said, I've I've got ever growing lists of everything, but that will that'll make the list. No, I think that's almost why I love like trick takers or short films is hopefully the recommendation isn't too much of a time sink. Um, but I'm with you. The lists they don't stop. They don't stop. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with recommending something a little bit longer to people if you're really passionate about it. You know, some there's some things that people should do, watch, listen to, read, but. Again, time time is limited and, and the lists don't stop. Don't stop. <laughs> okay. Whew. We are home home stretch. Love it. In your day-to-day -day life, do you prefer may, must, or must not? Ah, <laughs> uh, um so not trick taking related, just Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> Um, that is, that is cool. So I, I'm a developer and a lot of times like in work, I have to, I do a lot of must, <laughs> must <laughs> just because like in coding, if you get like one character off or like one, you know, semicolon or anything, you, the, the code won't work. So I think in my work, I'll go must. In life outside of work, I would say, I would say May. Um, the the nice thing about this channel is, it's done a kind of an unfathomable, fathomable job at introducing me to a lot of trick taking enthusiastics around the world. And a lot of times they'll be like, "You should come to this con. You should, um, we should play games here." And I'm starting to feel more May lately. Um, and just doing that, even though I don't know if <laughs> I'm, uh, uh, allows it, but it's, it's been really nice. It's been a lot of, um, traveling and seeing the sites from a perspective of trick taking, which has been really, really exciting. So I think outside of work may inside of work must, and there's been some must not follow. I feel, um, I think my diet is almost must not follow. <laughs> 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 um <laughs> yeah i feel like for some reason 
uh, lately I've been just eating every different type of food imaginable. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I, I think there's a little bit of all three in, in my life so far. That's good. Just, just like trick takers. I think, yeah. I think for me, I'm going to answer with, with none of these for some reason. I, I think I'm like a pretty laid back person <laughs> in general, but I, the one thing that gets me is if I am doing so this isn't may must or must not it's like am and then <laughs> someone someone's like hey can you do this and it's the thing that i'm already doing oh it, it gets yeah. me i know it i know it yeah oh, totally and i i wish i could let it roll off my back but i i just i think i just like making more of a fuss than anything in the moment it's not nothing I, personal no i get that me and a friend dislike that so much that we had a joke where if we ever saw someone about to do something that they'd already do, they'd be like, hey, could you, like when there's someone about to sit down on chairs, like, could you sit down on that chair? Like, that's just a, a little joke. <laughs> okay, so it's not not just me. No, you're, in the, <laughs> you're totally in the, in the right science set, yeah. Same, same question, different context. So hmm. for trick-taking games, do you prefer may, must, or must not? Ooh, super good. I... I think I think most people would say it depends on the game and but I feel like that's obvious. I would say overall must follow is more interesting to me because I kind of like working with a limitation and banking off that and then playing off that. Um but yeah, there are some maze that are wonderful and some must nots that are wonderful. I think Though, if I were to rank a lot of them, I think most of them would be must follow. Yeah. All right. Good. Another another stellar answer. <laughs> this is the last one on the on the quiz. And okay, I hope I hope the the phrasing or this hypothetical situation it's not it's meant to be more more in jest and not actually talking about you know serious things which do probably unfortunately occur. But a new government comes in messes everything up and starts limiting what we can have they mm -hmm. come they come over to your house they say you have too many trick taking games you can only have five uh first off are there any that just spring to your head right away that make that five like any easy ones like i, I need this this and this oh man i <laughs> um yeah that's 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 wild so I currently am at, I want to say like 450 or 500 or something, something crazy of a lot. Um, so I think a lot of them are definitely like, like novelty that I, that I, I could, I could get rid of. There's also that, that whole thing of, <clears throat> and this is again, kind of like a cheat answer, but there's like the badger deck, which is like a bunch of suits. They go from zero to, you know, 25 or something. And so they handle like 50 games. Um, so without saying like that, or like a deck of cards, I think the ones I would pick, I love one of the crews. I would have to pick one of the crews, probably the crew too, just because it does the crew inside of it, which is great. And then does more. Uh, I, I think it's also like a great intro trick taking game. So you always want one of those. I think one that has a ton of like crunch and depth to it. I think... There's some really, really heavy ones. Bridge is one that, you know, people have dedicated their 
life and career too. So that would be one like kind of desert island idea. Teach you comes to mind, Haggis. There's some really good, like really deep ones, Vera. Um, and then I would want ones that I think tickle the um like I'd want them to be almost more disparate from from those. And I'm thinking of some of my favorites, like ooh. I'm looking at a couple it's so tough to pick five i mean five is a great number but i would almost want a taiki shinzawa in there just because he's so classic i don't know if if i mean i have doi dua in front of me um that one's a classic one that i would probably pick and then oh the last two i don't even know i wonder if i want like a really long one <laughs> uh like Kofor Yas or something it has like three hours of gameplay, which is pretty good. Um, um but yeah, I'll pick Kofor Yas and then the last one, oof. Um hmm. Maybe like I my favorite things that has like a party element to the point where you you lean more on the players, so then you're less like restricted in what a game is and you can kind of infinitely play because it's always just like players you know bouncing off each other um so those are my i am hearing a knock at the door question answers not no sorry those are my <laughs> the government is not my door answers. i probably shouldn't say that uh but yeah those are off the top of my head <laughs> okay. well we'll we'll hope that you do not have to go from about 450 to, to five anytime soon yeah a 90 what 98% drop or something. That's a that's a tough one. <laughs> Indeed. Speaking of percentages, I will arbitrarily give you a 95%. You retain your channel. Thank you. <laughs> I opened up the I had the mouse over the delete button. I was ready. <laughs> uh, I5 is good. That is very good. I'll take the A. Thank you. Oh my gosh. That was such a great quiz. I feel like that was a very well research um like do you uh are you familiar familiar with nardwar the um music interviewer a little, most mostly from like short clips and things like that yeah he does something where he's he just he does such um investigatory excellence that uh the person getting interviewed is always like whoa <laughs> so i felt similarly thank you <laughs> yeah of course i i don't think i'm at that level he'll come up with relics or, or artifacts from these like rappers past when they're like 12 years old their first mixtape like do you remember this <laughs> yeah if you were like hey uh yeah your your fourth grade teacher said that trick taking <laughs> like <laughs> you remember that i'd be like whoa um <laughs> no but yeah that was great thank you but yeah 95 the only the only minor deductions for some of the the really ridiculous and specific ones i had which that's, that's all right <laughs> SSS Trixie. I'm going to, that'll be what I'm thinking about at like 2 a.m. tonight. <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully, sometime you can uh, have the opportunity to play it and exercise those demons. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's the only way it'll get out. <laughs> well, well, awesome. Uh, so, I mean, in, in that quiz, there were a lot of things that we got to talk about. Uh, one thing that I kind of wanted to just you know, bring up and and talk about with my experience in watching your videos, and you know, I kind of talked about a little bit of my experience in, in trick taking games. I'll, I mean, I've 
I play them as kind of much as I can, but overall, I don't get to play a ton. Obviously, played a decent amount of both of the crews. Uh, yeah. I, and because I said I do play solo, I'm starting to dive in there. I did good number of plays of Fort Northwood. Yeah. I like I like Jekyll versus Hyde. Like I said, it's mm-hmm. two player option. Yeah, most, for sure. Most of those plays on on board game arena, but a few a few uh, in person ones, and yes. that's a fun one. And then I think I think the other one that I play the most outside of those few would be probably Skull King, just as an easy mm-hmm. one to get a lot of people to just be goofy with. Really? Yeah, I think that's actually one of the more requested videos um, for the channel, just because I think. Uh... Uh, that's a huge entry into trick taking for a lot of people, especially modern trick taking. Yeah, it, it's it's able to like scratch my itch, and then I, I get like that group. I'm like, Ooh, maybe next time we'll play one of the <laughs> other twenty ones that I haven't touched yet. <laughs> opportunity. <laughs> it, it'll happen, uh, nonetheless. But yeah, so I, you know, like I said, kind of grew up and with family and friends got to play a lot of uh, sheep's head, but then you know transition into the modern hobby a little bit and then you know saw that trick taking was things started seeing your videos subscribing watching them and mm. and i think with that it kind of like a, a weird thing is that my conception or, or feel of like trick taking games has almost kind of like melded with the videos that like <laughs> you put out and you know I'll, I'll watch them a lot of times i watch my videos when i'm doing dishes so that's why i still don't mind doing dishes because i can watch videos and stuff mm-hmm. And with yours, there'll, there'll be times where I watch some of them twice. Like sometimes I'm just watching and listening and I just kind of get in a trance and the flow of you talking. Like, oh, this is so interesting. <laughs> and then yeah. and then it's about a game that I was interested in. I didn't actually like pay attention, like what the heck was going on with the mechanism. So I go back and rewatch it. But yeah. Uh, but what I guess what I'm getting at here is, you know. You you talked about it a decent amount in some of your responses for for the quiz, but mm-hmm. I think I think there is like a feel to trick taking games, and I think the way that your videos capture the feel, um, you know the the variability, the short form, the the fact that you know there kind of is like a like a little bit of a a language that can you you like night you to get into them and then learn more all those different things it's just like a really unique bit but i don't know i like i said i'm not in the trick-taking bubble or community as much as like i'd like to be but i think it's just such a cool community i when i got my package from uh pgc of 535 and bridge city uh, oh, yeah. poker there's a handwritten uh-huh. handwritten note like thank you so much for supporting our games and it's just <laughs> it's just touches like that that really makes this part of uh the community just feel cool and i and and welcoming and i think that you do a good job well obviously do a really good job with that because i just like i said watch and rewatch yeah no i think you're 100 uh like you're hitting the nail on the head i feel like the community itself has from the start, like when I first started getting into this, it has a sense of openness, like willingness to show off these games that I haven't seen too much. Like I've, I've kind of hunted out mechanisms I love in the past 
And a lot of times I don't really find people there who like love, love it. Um, like when I was first trying to find people who liked trick-taking, a lot of it was more traditional uh, trick-taking folks. So who, who play, you know, bridge, euchre, um, doppelkopf, like older uh, games. And they have, you know, a lot of tradition and there's a lot of like the right way to play. And if you mess up, like you always feel, uh, you might feel that sometimes too. I feel that on board game arena when you're playing a game against people who, who know the game, and this is any type of game, you know, like Hanabi, if you've ever played um, Hanabi on BGA or like any game where people have partners like teach you, there's sometimes a little bit of nerves because you're like, oh, did I mess up? Um, but what I found is a lot of times people in like the discord for trick taking or like in the comments on my channel or anyone I meet who's super into trick taking at cons, there's almost like a very open, fun feeling to it all. And I don't know if, I don't know if it's just this section of board games are just super kind or, and maybe this is wishful thinking. What I want to believe is the genre of trick-taking is kind of around that idea of hanging out with friends around a handful of cards where you've kind of internalized the gameplay to the point where you can chat, get to know each other. And it almost is like a facilitator to like learn more about people. I've found that, um, at cons, like I went to BGG con last November and a couple people recognized me and it was one of the like first times I've been recognized and it was such a wild feeling, you know, um, that, uh, uh, I, I didn't know what to expect really. And they were like, we'd love to play a game with you. And I said, yeah, that sounds great. And we sat down like the next day or something and we were able to play a game, a new game to everyone. And after we learned it and we were playing, we got to like know each other while playing. And so I wonder if this genre just like facilitates this idea of hanging out and community and being kind and nice to each other. And uh, whereas other genres, like I've gone into like really heavy Euro games where a lot of people are thinking a lot of time, like your thoughts and your, <laughs> your capacity is like on the cards and the board and the, you know, the strategy. Whereas I think in trick taking, it is a little more heads up. You're seeing what people play your turns are really quick. So you're looking at the people, you're reading them, you're you're getting into, you know, who they are sometimes. So I I don't know if it's a, the community itself and the genre itself. Maybe again, this is wishful thinking, but I love like the type of game where you can sit down for as long as you want because you can always just keep playing hands and hands of this type of game, you know, um, and just be with people and friends and, and get to know and foster this kind of community. I found out like early on that that is kind of the people who like trick-taking games is people who love to just be there be present and chat um when i was when i was in high school i would do this thing where every time after school i would just like be in the parking lot just talking to friends for like hours <laughs> it's just the thing i love to do is just to like chat and uh i think in my adult life trick-taking and like trick-taking meetups and and cons have have been a the only thing that i can find that's been like that just like the feeling of hanging out with friends so i feel like it's that's kind of like this community just like getting to know people really caring about the people at the table that you're with and um having that like communication and that conversation facilitated by that gameplay which is really fun but yeah yeah it's a great community <laughs> yeah there are a ton of good astute 
points in there I could like I could fish and, and talk about any of them I think I think you know you mentioned the flow or, or the way that the games move it is quicker and that definitely gives it a different feeling yeah, you know yeah. you, it hopefully isn't taking super long to make, make that decision and <laughs> and everybody then can just be there with each other and and that's what I like in games too maybe not all games all the time but right yeah I think they have their place um yeah but like trying to do what they do it, it does it well I think yeah yeah and I sometimes consider myself to be competitive I guess it really depends on on the situation but when it comes to board games I honestly don't really care a ton and I do think that trick takers do lend themselves well to being usually quicker so if it you lose a 15 minute game like, eh, whatever <laughs> like, yeah. yeah and I think what's nice that's a great point um and what I love about that point is that it works both sides where if you if you want to be competitive for a hand and really try to like try your hardest and win and then you know you win and you're like that was awesome you know or like if you want to just be like you know what i'm just like this is a learner's game for some people or if i'm just like having a good time or if that's just who you are where you're like not very competitive you can just play a hand and and not care so it's nice because i know people who yeah sometimes have trouble shutting off that competitive side and i love playing trick taking with them because they can like really go for it you know in a hand or like if they lose they're not too jaded or upset um so yeah it's kind of like a jack of all trades <laughs> uh kind of genre which i love cool so i guess uh kind of i mean this this seems like an introductory type of question but it's come in here later in the podcast what uh initially kind of attracted you to trick-taking games or got you into them when when was that that's a great question i started off playing hearts on my family's computer and i think it, what's really fun is everyone almost has like their own childhood or like growing up trick-taking experience and not everybody because i know a lot of people have actually gotten in through like the crew or like fox and the force which is great but um i played a lot of the hearts on the family computer and then in high school someone i was just talking to about games on the computer like pinball like space 3d pinball and then i brought up hearts and they're like oh whoa like have you played the game itself like the actual game and i was like oh no i didn't I, like they never clicked to me in my head just like growing up with technology sometimes <laughs> you don't realize like oh of course that's a deck of cards like i could play that physically and they're like yeah like my dad plays we should play and so i played hearts for a bit in high school and then when i left college I didn't really play many like modern board games. Um, and I think near the end of college, I was getting into like Castles of Burgundy and like a little bit of like tipping, like that Will Wheaton show, like game tabletop, I think. Game. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that show kind of brought me more back into the fold of like modern hobby gaming. And then it was one of those moments where I was researching more modern games. And I was like, wait, what was that game I played? Like with cards, like, is that something? Found out it was called trick-taking. I went to Japan and I remember look, leafing through a booklet of games at Tokyo Game Market that I wanted to go to. And there was like a trick-taking game. And I was, oh, is there trick-taking here? And I went and I got um, some early copies of like Familiar's Trouble and like some Taiki Shinzawa ones, like 
Zimbabwe trick and stuff like that. So that kind of sparked my re <laughs> getting into it. And then I felt like there was kind of a, like flash forward a bit. I learned best through videos and I found out like trick taking on BGG isn't really like well covered or like kind of not well loved. A lot of like low ratings for games that I think are, are great um, just because they are trick taking like lighter fare maybe. And so um, that's why I started the channel is just because I was going to Japan, getting games from Japan and being like, wow, a lot of these trick takers don't have videos on them. Um, so I kind of fell into the rabbit hole of trick taking through a mix of, I, I remember how fun Hearts was, that nostalgia, and then seeing this kind of uncovered kind of area of the hobby that was just super interesting to me. So I kind of just started digging and <laughs> it got more and more interesting and still was just so fascinating to me. That's a really neat, natural progression yeah. and, and reintroduction into yeah, something totally. that you're interested in. So uh, kind of, again, I guess we're, we're getting toward the end here. Uh, any Anything that you kind of want to comment on the things that you're working on? I know you, I think, not your last video, but the video before your last, you're talking about your channel's. Uh, kind of life cycle and how you're at your halfway point yeah. and how you'll still, you know, do videos. And I, I won't get into the video like a ton. I just think that's neat. Like you wanted to do it for five years and everything like that. Uh, but you're also designing and you've also done uh, a lot of uh, development work as well. Mm -hmm. So is there anything in those experiences that you're excited uh, for continuing or or anything that you kind of want to do yeah um no so i kind of love um i watched uh, like i, I watched a fair amount of uh, youtube and similar with what you said about watching channels and kind of like while doing chores or like getting into the flow it's almost it's almost like this like zen flow like i'll do the same thing i'll turn on like the dice tower or rada or like uh you know no pun and i'll just Get into a flow of like listening to their thoughts and like getting really into it or like candace um has like a wonderful uh podcast or just like the four corners like i could list off a bunch but i um also like outside of gaming youtube there was this one channel called like unis honest where their idea was a year of videos and then they like deleted the channel and i thought it was really cool i thought it's like a really interesting concept and i uh, once I started making videos, I was like, well, I don't want to be doing this forever. So what's like a natural endpoint? And I thought um, a natural endpoint would be interesting if and only if there was like a fun thing at the end. So like, Unis honestly like deleted the channel, which is like pretty wild. <laughs> like you can't find any other video. I think people like re-upload, but anyway. Um, uh, what I thought would be interesting because I get requests for it all the time. And naturally so, is, are people like, oh, you like trick-taking games? Like, what are your favorite? Like, that's a great question. And I thought, well, part of the channel reason was to find the best trick-taking games. So naturally, I combined the two and was like, how about at the end, there's like a top, you know, X amount of trick-taking games. I think why I really like that is I kind of like, maybe this is more like school brain, but I like, I like deadlines. I like endings. I think it's like super healthy to like really enjoy where you're at if you're like, okay, that's like, it's finite. Um, <laughs> finite with an asterisk. Cause like you said, I think I'm gonna still try to make videos. 
And then I think part of the thing with ending the channel is I've just been doing a lot more development and design work, which I personally love. Um, I started designing actually before the channel and it's like that element of uh, my brain that I love to like tinker with and like be creative on like a different kind of way with. And I found that like, like putting a video out is super fun. Um, but it's also nice to have like a physical thing. Um, so like game design and like getting your game printed has like such a really cool, like tangible thing to it, which is awesome. Obviously like videos, like they lead to like meeting people. And so like, there's also that like physical thing there, but there's something to like having a, like a, like, oh, wow, this is like, it went from an idea to like a, a like a heart. It's almost like gardening or something, you know, like someone's like, I planted the seed. I have this like tomato now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so what's wild is they kind of, what's the phrase like dovetailed? Is that the right phrase? They dovetailed into each other a little bit because how I started like development work was I got approached um, by people who like knew my channel and the channel has like been such a, an amazing, amazing kind of avenue into like meeting people in the industry and being like, Hey, are you making a trick taking game? Like I'd love to help. Um, or them coming up to me and being like, Hey, I'd love your opinion on this. Like you played so many that like, I imagine you could kind of be a really good litmus test person. Like, Hey, is this a game? Does it work? And so a lot of the, the development work has been really fun because often times if the game doesn't quite work, I can like think of other ways that games have solved this problem. It's almost like, um, like a toolbox. Um, I'm reading, uh, you know, it, um, Jeff Engelstein, I, I never can say the name, Jeff Engelstein. Yeah. Um, he has a, a uh, he co-writes with someone else, uh, uh, I think Isaac's something, um, a book about like the encyclopedia of game mechanics. And it's super interesting to read through that. And it is almost like different tools of like, oh, you want to do an auction? Well, there's like 20 different ways to do an auction. What fits best in this game? So I feel like that with trick-taking games is like someone will be like, here's my trick-taking game. And I'll be like, ooh, it feels a little restrictive here or a little loose here or the scoring doesn't work here. And I'm like, here are some like other cool ways that it's been done. Do you want to riff off that? Do you want to use that? What do you want to like do? So development has been really fun because you can like get a game, see where it kind of gets snagged on and then come at it with like a million different like Allen wrenches and, and tools and stuff. I love design as well because I tried to do different design methodologies. Like there's like the Japanese way where it's like, you design a game that has interesting mechanisms and an interesting scoring, and then you mash it together. There's some that are kind of like Sean Ross's way of designing, where it's like, take an idea or like take an older design that like isn't modernized and kind of modernize it, which has been really fun. Or like thematic designing. Like I did a trick-taking deck building game on improv. And that's been really fun because it's like, whenever you're hit with a design question, you can just go to the theme first, which really helps. <laughs> like oftentimes people say this a lot with trick-taking games, but the theme is kind of pasted on or like it doesn't really have a theme. And what I've noticed is when you actually design with a theme in mind, it's really helpful to answer those questions. Like for, for example, a big thing in trick-taking is if you play the same number, does the later one win or the first one win? That comes up in like a fair amount of trick-taking games. 
And in the game I was designing that was about comedy, I made it to where like the first number wins because a joke when it's told a second time is less funny. <laughs> so it's like, it's cool to have like thematic reasons. And I think players remember it more. So I kind of love that. So I've been dabbling just in different design principles, like theme first, um, like modernizing and like Japanese, which has really been fun. So I'm trying to look at different ways. Like the one that you mentioned about John sounds really interesting. Like to like get feedback from graphic designer art and then have that be part of the game is super interesting. Um, I've talked about this before, but like in film, uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, they couldn't afford horses. So they had to somehow mock up the horse idea. So they like pretended to ride a horse and like someone behind had coconuts that made the clapping noise, which is so great because it made the movie funnier by having that restriction. So sometimes I'll do the same. We're like, I'll want to make this crazy game with like 3000 cards, like the deck builder game. And they're like, I'm like, oh wait, that's impractical. So then I have to like rein it in, makes it more creative, makes it more like um, interesting to have that constraint. So it's been really fun. Yeah, long rate aside, I've been working on some really cool projects that are going to come out like in a year or two. Um, some that are like a little more indie, some that are like uh, bigger than I could have really imagined when starting this, um, which is great. And yeah, it's been really fun to do uh, kind of a, a dabble. I've worked with like a lot of pr different publishers, which has been really fun to see like methodology behind the scene. Um, some publishers kind of have, uh, a certain process and some of them are like a little bit more loose, which is like really cool to work in both of those kind of flows. So it's been really eye opening, like, um, to go from someone who is just like watching the dice tower and just like really into like the scene to like being a little bit more into it has been one of those like, um, peek behind the curtains. That's been just endlessly interesting. <laughs> so it's been it's been really fun so even if the channel kind of you know uh after three years or so starts to be more you know once a month videos or something um i think it'll still be really fun to make a video and also like do some design and maybe like i know like uh some channels do like updates so that could be something fun too where it's like um here's the best of the best the cream of the crop <laughs> that i've played like in that much or maybe updating that top 100 list that'd be wild <laughs> yeah that's all super exciting i'm looking forward to you trying out uh, all the games that you had your hand in and i know the kind of the all tricks all play bundle you <laughs> did a lot of uh development work with that correct or yeah. or, or was that the this or sale am i i my brain like it's no, a lot yeah. of stuff is entering so <laughs> no, no you're great um so yeah sale which is actually it's going to show up at my door stop like this week which is wild um I did the expansion on that, which was super, super, super fun. That was cool to design from an expansion mindset because you know the game itself is like well-loved, like um, pretty rock solid. I think expansion design is so fascinating to me because it's one of those things where it's almost like like getting back to movies or films or uh, like, have you heard those situations where like an author will pass on the rights to a series to like their kid or like a different author and like that author has to kind of like get the reins and sometimes it's like doesn't go as well or sometimes it's a little different uh which you're always nervous of but um that was really fun so like the sale i did that where i had to come up with like new characters or like map tiles um and i wanted them to be like in the spirit of it so it's almost like you're designing 
for someone's like um, type of design or type of game style. So that was really fun. Um, but then also I worked on Mori, which was Daniel Newman and Beth Sobel, which was which was super fun. That one was really cool to kind of work around. Uh, there were some core examples in the design that had to be there, but you could like move some things around. So it was almost like a, a puzzle. That was a really cool one. So it was cool to like take mechanics and, and move them around. So it's been some really interesting, like different development. Um, even though they've all been development, they've been very different development, which is cool. Yeah. Neat. Well, I, I'm excited for sale because I think my, my copy will be coming pretty soon too maybe i'm not sure if it's this week I, i'm not sure i checked the tracking i, I don't know if it's available but then when the all all the tricks or all trick takers here or whatever it was named yeah it'll be that super exciting and and whatever else uh you have in development and and design and maybe from an expansion standpoint you can make your deck builder like nice nice and trim to start and then just keep making expansions for that so it can become the three thousand cards that yeah, you want it to become someday the dominion the modern dominion <laughs> we'll see. maybe i'll do a seaside yeah just go. <laughs> but yeah no i'm super excited um i think like the next year or two is going to just be like so 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 exciting um but yeah thanks that that means a lot that uh i think like you're saying playing two-player like early on you said two-player trick-taking was um up up until like pretty recently like fox of the forest maybe like there wasn't much um but i feel like there's like now and in the future are going to be tons of really good ones so i'm super excited especially for sale mm -hmm. all right so i've got a final question which i think is kind of going to be my final question for anybody ever maybe unless people hate it and i have to change it which is fine nothing wrong with that but uh as as it's i mean we talked about some video games uh even a little bit of rap uh yeah yeah perfect. everything all fair game so just kind of give uh one thing that you've watched been watching read or reading listening to any any sort of thing that you're really kind of feeling uh and want to recommend or something that's been stuck on your mind lately that's so good uh oh man that is so 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 good i oh that is so good I recently saw. Well, I already recommended a short. I don't, I don't want to do. It. I already, yeah, I recommended a short. I don't want to do another movie. I went to a concert a week ago of uh, this band called Explosions in the Sky, and it was really, really good. It's just this. Um, I mean, you got to like an instrumental music, uh, but it was this very calming um, music, and it was uh I, I kind of so 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 when I development um I kind of like listening to stuff that like gets you into a flow so I've been really getting into like flow based music and that was a that was a really good one I think I mean tying it back into trick taking there's like an idea of flow state where you aren't like playing the game like or you're, okay you're still playing the game but you're not like actively thinking about playing the game like um, I mentioned to you in our correspondence that I did like a thesis on um, horror movies and horror um, video games. And the context of the thesis was in the terms of identifying as the main character and like what people can do to identify as the main character more. 
and some of it is like who they are like do they look like you and like is that like your same age and like you know do you feel like that as your person and how sometimes video games sometimes for you know for certain people let them immerse themselves in the game more because like when they move forward the character moves forward so there's this like cognitive connection there um but some people you know like they're holding a controller and that like brings them out of it um so what i'm really into is like the idea of flow state and like trick taking where it's like yeah you don't really realize you're playing a game you're just like in it and so yeah i went to a, a concert of this like instrumental band called explosions in the sky and i felt that flow state which is really really nice so that's my <laughs> that's my recommendation if you like yeah getting into like kind of just a a, a, a vibe <laughs> that's uh I'll definitely have to check that out because when I whenever I like uh, writing or if I ever have to do reading and there are other sounds that I want to kind of block out, I'll put in things that obviously don't have you know a ton of words or anything that's just going to distract me. So I'll check out I'll check out explosions in the sky. That's that sounds great. Yeah, I hope it <laughs> I hope it goes well. It's it's like rock. Yeah. It's not too too wild. It goes quiet. It goes loud. I feel it's always like one of those things where you recommend or like you put music on for a party and you're like, <laughs> you know, that like hesitancy, the immediate hesitancy that you get when you give a recommendation. Well, no but, matter what, I I think I'll appreciate it. There's there are very few things where I try, even even if it's not for me. And I'm like, yeah. dude, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. 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 All, right. All right. Very cool. Well, wow. There, there are a lot of a lot of very uh interesting things that we were able to uh, talk about get to one way or the other and i had a ton of fun so well audience if in the zero percent chance that you somehow are listening to this podcast before you heard of uh taylor's youtube channel i definitely check out taylor's trick-taking table and additionally just be on the lookout for a lot of cool projects in the next next couple of years and yeah. thank thank you Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Brian. This was so much fun. I, I had an absolute blast. That quiz, that quiz was amazing. I don't want to <laughs> like gush, but it was, it was fantastic. Thank you. And the questions after were absolutely amazing. All right. Well, again, thank you uh, so much. And thanks to anyone listening. And, you know, maybe, maybe in a few years, handful of years, we'll have to do it again. Who knows? <laughs> For sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Intertextual Cardboard Experience. Feel free to reach out via email, which is vodthepod at gmail.com, or check out my Instagram with the same name. There's not much on there right now, but I'm looking forward to working on the Instagram and other forms of social media and a website a little bit more in the future. Until then, keep playing, watching, reading, listening, uh, experiencing. Thank you.